What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as, hopefully, clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as hopefully clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. Today, I have Jeremy and Seth from Frequency Fitness. What's up, guys? What's going on? Thanks for having us on. Yeah, man. I'm I'm very excited. I'm very excited. This is going to be... I think we're going to go on multiple tangents here between the three of us. So we already did, and we didn't even start the podcast yet. <laughs> so um, running a gym here locally, right? And it's been in business for how long? Seven years. Coming up on seven years. Seven years. Yeah, October, yeah. Okay, cool. And I mean, I guess we can always start how I start with most people. Like how did each of you get into fitness and where did, where did the whole thing start? Okay. You want me to start? Yeah, yeah. Since my start came through you, let's okay. let you start. Right, okay, there you go. That. Building so, on top of each other. So how did we get into fitness or how did frequency come about? Well, let's start how did you get into fitness in general, right? I'm sure that that happened probably oh, first, man. you know? Probably the same way most 13-year-old boys get into fitness. They want muscles. <laughs> yeah. That's probably how it started. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a, such a true statement. Go to the gym and you got Men's Health magazine. And I'm trying to like copy those workouts. Yeah, you know, rip shredding mass. I love those those taglines. Yeah. It's so ridiculous, but yeah. Trying to gain weight when you're 14, 15 years old, uh, young man is very <laughs> kind of impossible. Yeah. Yes, agreed. But uh, yeah, that's probably it. And then uh, just kind of have an athletic background. You know, I've always kind of played basically every sport with the neighborhood kids. You know, Seth and I would play it all. You know what I mean? Um, so that's kind of our background as far as just being you know, fit and getting into sports and trying to live a healthy lifestyle is really just kind of being active boys, you know? Yep. And then uh, transitioning that into, into young men and, and getting a little more organized with it. Yep. And then that's just, was there any kind of formal training at any point? Or is it just like, hey, I, which is a lot of people's story, which is interesting, you know, and just yeah. basically triage right into a f- formal setting where yep. they have a gym. Yeah. I, um, so there was, I had formal I guess you would call it formal training, just like high school sports. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, played all the sports there, so just working with coaches and stuff. Do you like um, multiple sports? It's like I oh, just played baseball or just football. It was kind of a mix. Yeah, yeah. I played uh, formally played baseball, and uh, I was actually in the in the men's volleyball circuit in Colorado when they were getting that started. So that was a lot of fun. I freaking love volleyball. It's a fun sport. Yeah, yeah it really is. But I can't jump for. <laughs> I'm not supposed to cuss on this podcast, but I cannot jump. <laughs> I cannot jump. It's difficult for me, but I can set really well. Yeah, there you go. You, you yeah. got to have clean hands to, to right. play volleyball. Right. That's fun. So, yeah, there was that. And then where I really, where I would say I got serious with my athletic background, I got into martial arts. I got into um, Olympic-style Taekwondo. So it was, uh, it was an Olympic sport officially in the year 2000. And we grew up in Colorado Springs, so I had some good friends just through networking that were super, super high level and were legitimate contenders you know for those spots and uh just being friends with them i got really intrigued by it and, and kind of got in and i had some good mentorship early on so i learned pretty quickly and that kind of became my my go-to sport um so but it was trained for it, it wasn't like a traditional martial arts which is um you know people think of like a tai chi or you know something of that nature i think brazilian jiu-jitsu so is yeah, it more yeah. striking than like floor Hand-to-hand comp, like, you know, I'm really curious. Yeah, so think about, like, Olympic-style Olympic boxing. You know how it's different from professional boxing? It's a little bit more point-based. Right? Sure. So it's kind of like Olympic-style boxing, but with your feet. That's okay. What, that's what Taekwondo was, right? So if you get a hit on somebody's body part, whether it's a stomach or head, oh, point, stop, yeah. reset, do this thing again. It, with, without the stopping. There's right? no stopping. Without the stopping. They would okay. Just keep, you, you go three rounds, and they would keep an ongoing score. Throughout the three rounds, and at the end, whoever has the most points wins. Okay. Not like Karate Kid. That's what I thought instantly, right? right. They got exactly. a point, stop, like reset, do it again. Yeah. Maybe that's what they do in the beginning, but it kind of maybe evolves into just, all right, hit the round goes for two minutes or whatever, and they just go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, so it's a little more dynamic, so you, you kind of keep going. Um, anyways, so I met a lot, of, a lot of really good friends through that, and then, um, 
you know, just kind of, kind of, the Olympic Training Center was there, so um, I didn't train there personally, but get, had friends that trained there, so I would kind of jump in there, and that's kind of where I got my athletic background, my introduction to weightlifting and explosive training and plyometrics and things like that. Through Taekwondo, so like, hey, yeah. you do this, and now you're all of a sudden going to have to lift weights and squat and do plyometric training in conjunction with the yep. Taekwondo. Yep, absolutely. At like an Olympic Training Center. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, I bet pretty you were much. spoiled from the beginning. There's not much, you know, I bet that place was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I, I didn't train much there. I had uh, my roommate at the time. His name's Donovan. He actually he lives here in Charleston, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one that I started frequency with originally. He was uh, he was in the Army World Class Athlete Program. So I worked out with those guys a lot. They kind of had their own separate Olympic training center, if you know. Okay, will. yep. Um, it was a lot smaller. There would only be, you know, you know, three, four, five guys sometimes. Um, so, and that was pretty state-of-the-art. So it was definitely spoiled. It was pretty nice to be able to jump in with those guys. Gotcha. All right. You, yeah, uh, I mean, there's I, more we can go on there, there, but I'll, there. I could go down that tangent. But we're just gonna we're gonna try to divvy it up. Um, I didn't have much of an athletic background. I didn't play sports in high school. Um, I did taekwondo early on, just because uh, he did it. You know, mm-hmm. as, as the younger brother, you do what the older brother does, because you know you think That's he's pretty, cool. And yeah. So you just kind of not that cool. Along those Boy, were you wrong? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you just kind of follow along those footsteps. So I did I did taekwondo for a little bit, and then. Um, kind of fell out of it my senior year in high school I got really sick and wasn't able to continue and then I kind of fell off of working out in general for a long time and mm-hmm. it wasn't really until I moved down to Charleston I've been down here like four and a half years now almost five five in July and uh moved cool. down here and he started doing CrossFit and that was it that was it I was, I was hooked at that point nice you've been in CrossFit for about five years uh yeah yeah right around there I did I went to one gym up in DC where I lived before I moved down here for a couple months, but it wasn't anything as steady as I did once I moved down. It was once or twice a week here and there, and then my work schedule was hectic, so I couldn't always make it in, and so there was no like, um, like regular basis or no mm-hmm. um, like routine. You were yeah, there was no routine. You weren't really living a healthy lifestyle then either. You're yeah. just kind of like dabbling. Yeah. In CrossFit, right? Yeah, and then I moved down here, and that was that kind of. Where did you start? Obviously, you're in here now, and I've seen you, you know, lift some decent amount of weight. Where did it start five years ago? Like, where were you five years ago when you... Because... Uh, health-wise, or...? Both, health-wise, whatever you want to share, you know? Um, I, was, I was overweight. I smoked. I drank. Um, I was not in a, in a good place, and, you know, kind of kind of moved down here. I wasn't happy living in D.C. Yep. Um, up there, it's, a, it's, it's very fast-paced. It's, you're out the door at 5 a.m., you don't get back until 7 p.m., um, you don't have any time to live. Like you make a lot of money, but it all goes to. I had a I had a friend tell me when I first moved out there. He's like, you're gonna make more money in DC than anywhere else in the country. It all goes to rent and alcohol, <laughs> and it was a hundred percent true. Right. Like it all went away to rent and alcohol. I would come home from work and just be like, I don't have time or energy to do anything else. Let's go get a drink. Gotcha. And now that's changed. Uh, yeah, significantly. Now I come home from work and I'm like, I need to go to the gym. <laughs> If I miss going to the gym for two days, I get like antsy and like stressed out. I'm like, I just need to go like lift some weights or hop on a bike or something and just go do something. Yeah, you gotta. I can tell you, I can tell you as because uh, we're we're roommates now, mm-hmm. um, or have been for about two years. But he's by far way more than me. Way the most disciplined person when it comes to like meal prep and routine. And like every morning, 6 a.m., he's got like his three shaker bottles set out, mm-hmm. his plates are set up, and it's like the same thing every single day. So he's definitely uh, got a routine locked in now. Yeah. Once you found that routine, it's like now you're just stuck to it. Now there's no way. It's going to be really difficult to get out of that habit, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's like, it's like dialed in at this point. It's, it's second nature. I have like at work, like my, my main job, they'll, they'll do like happy hours on Wednesday, and they're like, hey, you want to go? And I'm like... No, happy hours at four. I'm at the gym at four thirty. Right. Like, <laughs> no time for that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No. If you guys go enjoy, have one for me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go work out. And... Right. Everybody needs a stress relief, right? And some people, unfortunately, choose alcohol. Some people can choose the gym. You yeah. know, and I feel like choosing the gym is probably a much better option for your body. Seems like it would be a little bit healthier. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. All right. So, Jeremy. Taekwondo, you're still in Colorado Springs. Something brings you to Charleston. And obviously, at some point, you you jump into frequency fitness right away. Was there like something else that happened first as far as you do some Taekwondo stuff too, I feel like, first? Or I, I'm, 
Yeah, Tell so, us a little bit about that story. Uh, so I, I mentioned um, my best friend Don. We were roommates. He was from. He got out of uh, one of his army rotations. They, like I said, they train for the, the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So every four years, you either renew or you get out. So after I guess twenty twelve. Yeah, 2012, he, he got out, and he moved back to um, Charleston, where he was from. And so, but, you know, we just kind of kept in touch, you know, it was probably like six or seven months. And we decided, we had some friends that had opened up a CrossFit gym and a kids' martial arts school as neighboring businesses and uh, in Miami. And they were killing it. It was very successful, and the parents would drop the kids off, they would go work out, and then they would pick up the kids, and, and they would bounce. It Sounds was, awesome. It was working great, yep. right? So he said, hey, we can do that. Let's, uh, let's go do it. We have mentorship. Uh, you know, let's rock and roll. So we agreed to do it. And I said, cool, man. Just go ahead and move back on to Denver here. And uh, we'll open it up. And we'll do it. And he was like, no way, man. You need to move to Charleston. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you need to come see what it's like out here. Yeah. So we're at kind of a standoff there for a while. And then uh, I came to visit. And, you know, he, he kind of did the full court press on me, the, the whole recruiting trip. And uh, What year was this? This was 2011. Oh, like yeah. 2011. Yeah. Right? And then... Uh, it's like Charleston heyday. It's not too crowded yet. yet. Like, yeah. there's a lot happening, though. Yeah. No, exactly. Yep. Exactly. So, uh, so it was good. Yeah, I pretty much moved back, sold everything I owned, and uh, mm-hmm. moved to Charleston. Fully liquid. But, uh, but that was the plan at the, from the very beginning was to open, uh, open the gym. We, got, we pretty much got to work right away. That's awesome. And yeah. how has that evolved? Because I know... I mean... We've had some conversations. You're constantly kind of um, improving. You have a, a very good business acumen. You know, that CrossFit's definitely gone up and down. Health and fitness, I'm sure you've seen transition to, you know, being mainstream, not being mainstream. And now I think, um, to use your words, a full court press, I feel like is happening in fitness right now, yeah. for sure. Like it's thriving ne- like it's never had. So, you know, what kind of has happened over the past seven years? You know, what, what's changed, yeah. um, if anything? No, that's a that's a pretty cool question. I'm sure you've you've seen a lot of things and probably yeah. gotten a lot of answers depending mm-hmm. on uh, the perspective. But, yep. You know, for us, on um, we originally you know opened the the two together and then um, it, it was working well, so we kind of had to split them up, right? So he he took the kids' martial arts school, I took the gym over, um, and then we worked exclusively across the gym at first, and then a few years in, we added. Um, we were one of the I won't say it was our idea, but we we're one of the first ones around here to add a supplemental program that was yeah. more of a conditioning style. Now you see it. Oh well, man. Yeah. Everyone has like a boot camp in a CrossFit yeah, gym yeah, now. Everyone's got things. one now. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I think is smart, but Agreed. go ahead. Sorry. Agreed. Yep. So again, it wasn't our idea, but we just kind of saw it working elsewhere and it felt like we should implement it. Mm-hmm. Um, See so yeah, how we added a boot camp and a conditioning style program. Um, we eventually rebranded from being a CrossFit gym. Um, just to, we want to have a little bit more control over our identity. We didn't want to be attached to just in case on a corporate level, if they do something wrong or yeah. you know they make some sort of bad PR decision, we didn't want to automatically automatically be looped into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we still do affiliate, you know, with CrossFit. We're we're at our you know in our hearts, you know, we're still CrossFitters. But right, you have a CrossFit of, style gym, even though you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're, exactly, and you know, and really, CrossFit's just like they're all CrossFit. Orange Theory. It's CrossFit, you know, F45, it's CrossFit, right? It's versions of it. Right? Mm-hmm. High intensity, time domains, all these things yeah, that, yeah, exactly. yeah, that CrossFit brought into the forefront. Exactly. I mean, I've not invented those things, but it definitely brought that stuff to the forefront and put things together in a super unique way. 100%, 100 um, So we, we've kind of evolved in that way. Um, we've, we've stayed in the same location, but, uh, you know, we, we've rebranded, we've changed, you know, what we offer. We now have a kickboxing program as well. Um, the way I look at it, I mean, that's CrossFit too. You know what I mean? It's a different type of, uh, you know, monostructural conditioning, right? It's, it's, uh, and it's hard. They have <laughs> a CrossFit really striking course. I'm pretty sure. Exactly. You know what I mean? I've seen, exactly. uh, I feel like somebody here has gone to it before. It's yep. Like, oh man, I want to come take that. You know, like yep. when you do a class. So, well, how about this? So you have these different, um, classes or offerings for your gym. Do you feel like it allows you to kind of reach, and help more people, you know, as far as like health and fitness is concerned, just like, that's the best, I mean, obviously it's a business decision too, but you know, um, you feel like it makes you more accessible? 100%, 100%. They, um, I recently heard, or some version of of this quote, but CrossFit is 
Um, CrossFit can be for anyone, but it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I've so, heard that plenty of times. And when we first opened, you know, I'll be honest, we were, uh, I was an immature, you know, business owner, and we had kind of one thing to offer. So we would try to fit everybody into that, into that kind of domain, right? So a lot of times we're trying to put a square peg through a round hole, right? Mm-hmm. We probably weren't the best fit, but we were trying to make it work for them. Um, whereas now we can kind of guide somebody in one direction or the other. And, you know, we've even had cases where some folks came to us for our boot camp, right? Which is, uh, it's primarily focused, honestly, on, on nutrition and education and then we, and an introduction to the, to the fitness side of things. But it's, it's pretty low intensity. There's not too much, you know, crazy stuff going on there for, you know, the first month or so. Yeah, there's no thrusters. There's no, like, right. heavy back squats, right? It's, it's calisthenics. Exactly. Right? Things like that. Exactly. Um, so, so folks start with that and they're attracted to that and they feel comfortable with that. And then, you know, they graduate to our next program and then, you know, they dip their toes in the waters for CrossFit and they, and they try and they realize it's not that bad. Um, you know, that combined with the confidence they have now from training for four to six months with us. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, you know, they're, then they're in our barbell program and they're doing, you know, weightlifting competitions, right? And they literally never would have touched it if it wasn't for the boot camp that they felt comfortable enough to kind of, to jump into, yeah. right? And that gave us the opportunity to build the rapport, build the trust and, and build their confidence in themselves to do some stuff that they didn't even know they were capable of. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, that's, when I think of like an ideal gym scenario, I think somebody that has a natural kind of ascension program, right? So like sometimes you go to the gym and all they have machines or you go to a gym and all they have is dumbbells and barbells, you know, or all they have is treadmills. Like I feel like, there's a starting point for everyone. I truly believe that everyone should be lifting heavy things eventually, but you're not going to start out that way, right? Because some people's confidence level might not be there or they're just, maybe their body literally isn't physically capable. They just need to be able to squat their own body weight first. Um, and if you pigeonhole people, I don't think it's the ideal scenario, right? You've got to have the natural kind of ascension program and be able to offer that, I think is super powerful. Agreed. Yeah, 100%. That's really cool stuff. Um, Maybe give us a little bit, and maybe Seth, we start with you, what you're doing right now to kind of like maintain, you're you're now into CrossFit years, right? Years of doing CrossFit. And and what kind of works for you? Like how do you maintain your own health and fitness and and what are you working on? Um, Because I'm sure you've got it dialed in. If you've got three shaker bottles every single morning, I don't even know what is in those shaker bottles, but you know. It might be a slight exaggeration. <laughs> but, uh, it worked because I remembered it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I I try to get into the gym minimum of five days a week. Try to try to aim for six, um, even if they're not all like super intense. Do you go like first thing in the morning or in the afternoons I or? Tried mornings. I just I I'm not a morning person. Okay. Like, so what's like your daily routine? Maybe we can start there. Uh, daily routine. I wake up between anywhere between like five and five thirty. Oh, um, more power to up, you. Uh, pack up my lunch, go to work. I'm at work by seven a.m. And I work seven to three, and then I'm usually, depending on the day, I coach at frequency too. So cool. the coaching schedule kind of throws off when I'm able to work out. Um, some days I, you know, work out at four thirty. Some days I have to coach four thirty or five thirty. I can't work out till six thirty or seven thirty. Um, but I'm usually at the gym anywhere from, you know, three forty-five until eight o'clock at night. Um, some days a little more, some days a little less, kind of depending on on what's going on. And then, you know, cook food, eat. Go to bed, try to get a solid like seven hours of sleep. That's yeah, my, that's my week. That's awesome. Right there in you know twenty five words or less. Do you do um, a bunch of meal prep too, like every single week, in order to make sure that you stay on track nutritionally too? Um, I oh. I do and I don't. I don't do the traditional meal prep where you you cook all the food and you put it in separate dishes for. Each I've never done that. I know that people love that stuff. I've never done that either. I, I I've done that before, but it's just it's too stressful. There's too many dishes. Like I I do. It's I, too stressful. Yeah, That's I, what I've not heard that. <laughs> I just I just cook all my food and then I throw like all my chicken in one dish in the fridge and then all my you know brown rice in another dish in the fridge. Uh huh. Sure, like if they all go in their separate dishes and then when it's time to eat, I just or when it's time to prep my meal for my lunch for the next day. I pull out my lunch dish and I pour Grab. everything in and weigh it out at that point. 
um, as opposed to putting them all in separate dishes while I'm cooking. Gotcha. So, and and then training wise, are you pretty much sticking to the CrossFit methodology as far as just running in five Metcons? Are you supplementing that with any strength training? Just being the being a coach, maybe you do a little bit more. Or is it just hey, I'm just running those classes five days a week? Um, right now, I'm just doing the CrossFit classes that we have programmed. Mm-hmm. I have in the past. Last year, I did a uh, a. Uh, it wasn't a win there. I did, I did like a five by five program to just build up strength. Mm-hmm. I was stuck at a 385 deadlift for. Oh, it sounds like, terrible. I know. Like 18 I've, months. I haven't I touched like, it. I really yeah. there. Yeah. I really yeah. want that 400 pound mark. So I went on a strength program. Sure. Got myself over 400 pounds. And Congrats. And my back squat up. And then I kind of transitioned from there into a weightlifting program to try to get my snatch and my clean and jerk up and kind of got both of those numbers up a little bit and then kind of pulled off from that with the open coming up and. That was back in, you know, February, and yep. now I'm just focusing on Murph, and I'll probably start doing something else here. I just got buried under a clean over the weekend. I, I got under it, which I was super excited about, and I couldn't stand it up. Yeah, so I'm stuck. It's time to start squatting heavy again. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's the that's the great thing about health and fitness and CrossFit or, or whatever, even, let's even talk like Taekwondo. Like, I really think it's important for people in fitness and in health in general to have what their next milestone's going to be, like, on a regular basis. You know, like, I get training just to train to be healthy, but, like, I'm always trying to do something. Right now, I want to, you know, I want to be able to handstand walk, and I'll be able to do a strict muscle-up. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? It's pretty rudimentary, but, like, it's so much easier to train, you know, and it's that, it's another differentiation I'm making with a lot of people, too. It's like, do you want to work out, or do you want to train? I want to train. I want to train for something. I want to be training as opposed yeah. to like, okay, I just have to work out and go for a 30-minute walk. And again, if you're just starting out, that's better than nothing. Please do it. But typically, you kind of want to be able to hit some sort of milestone on a regular basis. That's what's going to keep you around long term. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, Don't you think? All right, what about you? What are you doing for training? Uh, lately, uh, well, now I'm training for Murph and uh, realizing yeah. I'm not in Murph shape. Are you ever in Murph shape? <laughs> yeah, fair question. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely the muscular endurance is lacking currently. But um, actually, that that's circling back to your point. That's kind of the cool thing about CrossFit or functional fitness, um, any of it, is that you're kind of always. I look at it as like you're kind of halfway to any goal you want to achieve already, right? So it's like if you want to, if you decide you decide you want to run a half marathon, if you do CrossFit every day, you're not, you're probably not quite half marathon ready, but you're, you're a pretty good portion of the way there. Yeah, right? you're not starting from couch to 5K. Exactly. Yeah. You could turn your focus, you know, point the rudder in that direction mm-hmm. and go and, and make pretty significant progress, right? Or if you decide you wanted to compete in CrossFit, you've just been, you know, training, doing functional fitness or whatever, you could just master some of your skills, your handstand walk, your, your, your muscle up, whatever. And like, you have a pretty good foundation, right? Yep. Um, so, but anyway, certainly back, I've been doing a, I'm still, I guess that, that teenager trying to put some damn muscle on. Sure. So, I'd forever do that. Like, I'll, you know, I can lift heavy and eat all I want. Just, I'm naturally just going to be running. Like, that's just what I'm good at. So it's right? tough. Yeah. I get it. So I'm trying, uh, I'm basically for 2019, so the past four months, I've been trying this bodybuilding program. And, uh, but like, like you said, trying to, with the training intensity, not just kind of playing around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, much respect to bodybuilders. It is hard. It's hard. It's a lot of time. Yeah. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of intensity. So you're doing like hypertrophy sets. You're doing like more reps. You're doing like lots yep. of sets yep. and really isolating specific muscles. Yep. Yeah. That yep. stuff's yeah. Bodybuilding and it's right. We all trained bodybuilding in the '90s, right? Like yep. we bench pressed. The first thing we did, we came in, we bench pressed. We did some skull crushers, some bicep curls, some bent over rows, and we called it a day. And that was your, you know, or buys and tries, right? And yeah. back and buys. Yeah, nobody you touched know. legs. Yeah, nobody touched legs. And now, you know, when you look at bodybuilding for what it really was, I haven't done, I did a little bit of hypertrophy in my programming. It's ridiculously hard. I'd much rather do a Metcon because a Metcon is kind of like the go button happens right? Metcon stands for metabolic conditioning. It's like a high intensity workout is you just go button and you just like go. It's kind of like semi mindless, right? You have the weight in front of you, just repeat. And then you just, it's over. Like bodybuilding takes a lot of intention. It takes a lot of like time and focus. And you got to focus on this one set and get it done and really try to hit it. Take a deep breath, go to the, like it's exhausting. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm in there for these, I mean, these workouts take me two hours Yeah. and and they're at, they're at high intensity. Like you have to stay present focus like you said it's it's a lot more volume mm-hmm. you know than I'm, than I'm used to but uh 
but it's something different. It's like you said, like I'll, I'll move on from this probably in a couple more months and, I, and I'll get back to, like you said, I'll, I'll set the next target and, uh, and move to the next thing, you know, just yeah. to kind of keep my mind engaged and keep me excited about what I'm doing. Yeah. We, we've talked about this in the podcast so many times, like what's like the big takeaway to like make sure that you're like healthy and that you're fit. It's just like do something you enjoy and do it consistently. Like, yeah. you know, just keep doing it over and over, rinse and repeat day in and di- day out. And yep. you're, probably can do really well. Like we have a guy here who started with me about a year ago. He had this terrible shoulder injury. His name is Deadlift Dave. Check out our Instagram. He's always on Instagram. And you know, he's never never worked out a day in his life and he's in his, you know, he's in his 40s, 50s. Um and got to the point now where he's in here doing like strongman work, lifting 100-pound sandbags, you know, deadlifting over 300 pounds and like you know, had significant shoulder issues and I hadn't seen him in a while because Nate sees him. Like, how are you feeling? He's like, dude, I've had, I have no pain. You know, and it, it took a year though, right? And how many people out there are really ready to do something for a year? You know? Oh yeah. Like, That's a lot of commitment. Yeah. There's, you know, obviously not enough because majority of the people in America are overweight. But, yeah. you know, you just, just know that going in. Like, all right, if I want to get rid of these aches and pains and I want to be fit and healthy, like be prepared to do this consistently over for a year. Like it's not going to take a month. It's not going to take three months. You know, we, I'm sure you do this stuff where like you get people in and create these challenges and like, Hey, let's get in this for a month to jumpstart things. But almost instantly you're probably educating them and telling them, you know, this is a process where hopefully you're going to ascend to boot camp, to maybe a little bit of CrossFit, to a lot of CrossFit, maybe even some weightlifting or again, yeah. something that you yeah. truly are enjoying. So. No, absolutely. I mean, we try to set expectations pretty immediately, right? Um, but we, we do still kind of, um, I forget who says this, this is not my quote, but uh, I firmly believe that you do have to give people what they want before you can give them what they need, right? So when someone comes in, um, you probably can't give them, especially like you said, from, you know, from couch to the gym, you probably can't give them, you know, the real stuff right away. Because yeah. it'll be too intimidating. It'll be let's scary. meal prep. Let's work out seven days up. a week. Yeah. yeah, there's no way. Let's yeah. exactly and the nutrition and the meal prep. That's not sexy. Like Mm-mm. that's boring. Even though we know that's what it's going to take. You know, we're probably sixty days removed from having that conversation right now. They want to do, you know, these sweet workouts and they want to, you know, be sore. You know, and they have their abs sore. Mm-hmm. You know, be sweaty. Be like, all right, cool. Let's do that. You know, we'll give you that. Get those endorphins pumping. You know, mm-hmm. have, have you feeling really good about it. You know, and then we'll we'll get to what we know is really going to take you next level. But first let's, you know, establish that connection, earn, earn your trust a little bit, right. a little bit of what you want, you know, and then we'll talk about what will really take you, you know, where you're trying to go. Um, yeah. I wonder how many people actually do that too. Like, let's think about it. Right. So like setting expectations, we do that a lot in our clinic and physical therapists have a, um, I think a big issue with doing that too. It's like, Hey, come in, you have a back issue. Like I'm going to get you better in one or two visits. Like, that's yeah. not realistic. I may be able to modify your symptoms in one or two visits, but I'm not going to give you a true long-term change. Probably f- fitness and nutrition probably definitely is the same, right? You may feel stronger. You may feel better. But if I changed things on a, you know, on a complete body lifestyle level, no, it's going to take months to do that. And so if we can set that expectation early, I think you may lose some people, but you're going to keep more people longer, I think, yeah. right? So like that turnover hopefully won't be as, and you're going to get the people who are going to probably stay at your gym, you know, people like Seth who are five years in and just like drinking the Kool-Aid, right? You want, yeah. those are the people you want in your gym. You don't want the person who's like, hey, I want my abs sore. I want to sweat and I want to leave and I don't want to have to change my eating or I don't want to have to drink less alcohol. You know, it's finding those people who are ready for that message. I think that's sometimes the hard part. No, for sure. For sure. And you're really changing people's identity, like how they view themselves. Yeah. So it's like, and that's the, you're right, that takes time, right? But all it is is like, it's this consistent over and over and over, right? Even stuff like you, like five years ago, you were not chasing a 40 pound deadlift. type of guy that works out right You know, that would not be you. That's how you you identified with yourself, right? Yeah. You were whatever you identified as, like, but now you are, and everybody that knows you is like, like, you're a gym rat. You know what I mean? Like, that's part of your identity now. But it took a long time to get there, you know, probably for you to even see yourself that way, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, it just takes that time over and over and over and getting people to, to, to buy into the lifestyle, you know, to where it's not just like a, 
a thing where you like pop into the gym, you know, to, to lose some weight real quick or to look in a bikini. It just becomes who you are, you know, just uh, kind of staying active, yeah. making more or less good decisions, you know, or better decisions. They don't have to be perfect, but just kind of identifying as, as someone who's willing to, you know, put that, put that healthy lifestyle above, you know, some of the short term, yeah. um, you know. Yeah. Sorry if you're listening to this and you think it's a quick fix. It's definitely not. Like we're just gonna just go ahead and, you know, get over it. It's gonna take. It's gonna take a long time. Something that's resonating with me right now too that you said and we were talking kind of like that natural ascension is, I think a big part of it that maybe isn't focused on as much, and maybe you can shed some light on how you help people with that is the confidence piece. Mm -hmm. Like what built the confidence for Seth to say, okay, I'm gonna. I don't have the confidence to chase 400 pound deadlift. Like, you know, it's just there, it, that takes time to yeah. like, and I think that's might be the most challenging part is how do you give somebody who's never worked out before, get them from point A, which is, you know, they're drinking alcohol regularly. They're not eating well. They're not working out to five years down the road where they're actually going to um, legitimately say, I'm, I'm going to go chase this 400 pound deadlift. Yeah. That seems for most people probably like, what do you think they say? They think that can never be me. I could never be that person. I wonder if you looked at your five, you know, five year ago self and asked him like, Hey, in five years from now, you're going to pull 400 pounds. You'd probably be like, get the heck out of here. Like that's never going to happen. I mean, that's what Facebook is great for. All the, yeah. All the five years ago, memory, like my, yeah. my ground face and no jawline. Yeah. I just look at it and I'm like, I don't recognize that person at yeah. all. Like, what do you think somebody needs to go through? Maybe you as a coach or you as an athlete, you know, does somebody need to go through to get to build that confidence? Well, what would you what would you say? I have something, but I'm curious what you would say for yourself. Like, how um, did you get to that point, right? What transitions went through your head? You think, you know, there's these inflection points. I feel like over the course of five years, for somebody to go through that. So you, you would say your confidence was low okay. before, right? And okay. now your confidence is very high, right? Even coaching, like you're an amazing coach. You project. You know, you can control a room of twenty people. And you know your shit, right? Wearing so a how'd you go from wearing there? a badass Game of Thrones shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what were the steps there? Dang it, I cussed. The, the first step was just was just getting in and and going, just getting in and moving. Like even even if I didn't perform well, I'd, I'd be the last person on the run. I'd be the last person in the workout. I'd have the worst score, um, but just continuing to go. And then um, we had I got lucky because he brought on good coaches that. We're always there to like support you, even if you didn't do well. If you had a bad day, if you had a, a great day, right? But your score still wasn't, you know, where you hoped it would be, or you know, something like that. Just like consistently going and then having the coaches build you up, and you kind of break yourself down, and you let your low confidence and your kind of anxiousness and anxiety kind of get the better of you. Having them boost you up, like no, like you didn't do this a month ago. A month ago, you weren't working out at all. Now you're here three days a week. Right, and then a month later you're there four days a week, and then a month later you're there five days a week, and you just kind of keep building on that. I think that's a big one. I don't want to. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you on more, but the understanding where you've been and where you are now on a regular basis. Like, let's take a quick inventory. Again, another theme of the podcast is this awareness of. of what's going on and where you are and being present in the moment, like understanding. Oh man, how far I've come. So take inventory of that every, you know. Regularly. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Absolutely. This is a big one. Just wanted to make that point. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So just constantly looking back at where you were, you know, previously, a month ago, two months ago, six months ago, five years ago, and then seeing where you are now. Um, you know, both the you know, the, the muscle gain that you've made, the, the the strength gains that you've made, any fat loss that you made, any the way you look in pictures, the way other people react to you, the way other people respond to you. Um, if you haven't seen people in a while and then you go out of town to visit them and they're like, Dude, what happened? Like, you didn't look like this last time I saw you six months ago, mm -hmm. or, you know. So that kind of helped along the way. And then uh, I dialed in my nutrition a lot. And then when I dialed that in, I was able to see – I struggled a lot to get a weight that I was comfortable with and the weight that I wanted to be at. And then – but, I, you know, I was still eating like crap and, you know, not taking care of myself outside of the gym. I was doing all the work inside, but then not doing what I needed to outside the gym. And when I started dialing that in, and even that was a process, I would – you know, slowly add in one healthy meal. I would skip breakfast and then add in a healthy lunch and then my dinner would be, you know, whatever. And then I would, you know, transition that in and then now it's to the point where I'm like, cool, like I don't eat fast food and 
But if we're talking strictly confidence, right? That was kind of the original question. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm, t- I'm talking about like internal self-talk. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the the confidence level. Because, yeah, people beat themselves up. And now, you've, like you said, you've got a coach and you've, you've understand where you've come. So, like, some of the self-talk that kind of happens up to the point where you are now, where you're, again, chasing these bigger numbers that are, let's be honest, top 3%, 1% of the country are doing stuff like that. Like, you just got to say that. Yeah. And you were like, for being real, like you were basically last place a couple of years back. You were basically last place every workout. Okay. Right. So there wasn't a, uh, it wasn't even about numbers. Like that wasn't even a conversation, right? Mm-hmm. But it was, it was like, hey, you finished the workout. Yeah. Like you didn't give up. Right. So like, I feel like there's a little like, like you notch up in confidence. Like, okay, I overcame something. Right. That's a big You probably one. thought yep. about it. I'm sure the thought crosses your mind. Right. Could I give up? Could I punk out? Maybe I can take a knee, a knee injury. I don't know, <laughs> right? Everybody's watching me. How can I get out of this? Right? And you don't. You just do it. Right? And I feel like you get a little confidence notch, right? And then you do it again. You get another one, right? And you have other people um, believing in you. Sometimes before you can believe in yourself, mm-hmm. they just they see your potential and they believe in that. Yeah. Right. Before you kind of get it, and then uh, you know, and then it starts to take over internally, right? Is that kind of what you yeah. went through? Yeah. So I mean, I had. You know the, the the community and the group and the coaches and you and kind of all you guys in my corner the whole time like you know you can do this you just need to to do it you just need to come in and, and try yeah and the days that I didn't want to or on days that I struggled more it was always like they were there to pick me back up and cool here we go like give me a hug and pat me on the rump and send me on my way kind of thing <laughs> yeah. yeah some of that it's it's a really good point like doesn't matter what workout you do typically like we'll just take murph as an example so if you don't know where murph is just in case right it's a mile run it's 100 pull-ups 200 push-ups 300 air squats a mile run supposed to do with a vest i have not done with a vest yet but multiple ways to do it but probably every at some point during most workouts you're thinking to yourself i have this i'm not going to do this like oh i'm too tired today i should stop like literally every single workout and so at this point now, I, I, whatever, let's get a little hokey. I feel that emotion. I just kind of look at that emotion like, okay, there it is. And I just, I know I have the confidence to kind of keep going. Right. And so just like you said, I feel like those, it's like exposure therapy, right? You just expose yourself to this, you know, negative stimulus and then you overcome it. And it's like really hard that first time. And it's a little bit easier every single, and now it doesn't really matter what workout is in front of you you probably have the confidence you're going to complete almost any workout, you know, yeah. barring an ultra marathon, you know? Yeah, or even if I don't complete it, because sometimes, like, we, we have intentionally designed workouts that are like, you probably can't complete this. Right. But within the time cap. Yeah, within the time cap. But you're going to be working the entire time. Of, yeah. Right. That's completing the workout, right? Just It's just working the entire yeah, time. For the full 25 minutes or yeah. however long it is. Yeah. yeah. So that's a cool question, because we recently, um, in our coaches' development, we're always... Um, the way we look at coaching is circling back to your, to your confidence piece mm-hmm. the way we look at, at coaching is you, you have to learn all the movements you have to kind of you have to understand the common cues the common faults you have to know how to, how to coach people right that's yeah. kind of like knowing the plays right like that's the easy that. part in my opinion right. yeah yeah. right so but you do have to know that before you can like think about the next mm-hmm. next step it's true um, so we talk about you know, creating an experience right that's really what our job is as a coach is to know all that stuff and then be able to to customize it to someone, you know, if someone's having a good day or a bad day or, um, you know, the workout is malleable, right, to the individual, right? And so we're talking in our coaches, coaches meeting how to help our, our clients get more confidence, how to help them build confidence every single day, right? And we kind of, we came up with our own definition of it in-house, which is basically just overcoming difficult stuff, right? And when you do that, it's like if you, if you do something that's easy, right, if you you know, set a goal for yourself that's too easy and you do it, you don't really get anything inside because you're like, eh, of course I could do that. It wasn't that hard, right? Yeah. Um, but if you do something that's hard and then you do it, you get that little notch of confidence, right? Mm-hmm. And if you do it again, but it's like you said, it's that intentional exposure to it, right? So you're either going to face the difficult stuff later because you're, whatever, you have physical pain because you didn't take care of your body or you have, 
you get diabetes because you... You can have adversity no matter whatever. what. Yeah, That's what I always tell people. It's like, you want to be in pain because of, yeah, diabetes and arthritis and orthopedic pain? Or do you want to be in pain for 20 minutes during a workout? I'm going to make the workout right. all the... Logically, that just makes sense. Sorry. No, you're exactly Rant right. over. You're exactly right. <laughs> yeah. But you get... If you submit yourself to the... Subject yourself to the uh, controlled exposure of these difficult things, these little mini challenges, then that confidence rises right mm -hmm. so then it's just kind of a matter you know what we do with all, with all of our all of our clients all of our members from the very first get-go is we just set we determine what's gonna be a good target for you what's a good challenge it's not too easy but it's also attainable and that will give you kind of that next step that next belief um, you know and, and then you start stacking those and uh, and then you know they believe in themselves and they're they're rocking and rolling before you know it yeah I mean that's just the bottom line let's just go ahead and just like call a spade a spade like the reason you're not working out is because you don't have the confidence to. And if you want to come up with any excuse, whatever that may be, I don't have time, you know, my back hurts, uh, I'm too busy, I don't even know. I don't know. Oh, there's probably way more excuses than that. But whatever it is, is literally you just don't have the confidence to do that. And you as soon as you yeah. believe in yourself, then you do that. Either, either you kind of have that or you don't, I feel like. And there's really not, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, there is no gray area. Right, you're either doing that work or you're not doing that work, and you're either suffering the consequences of not doing the work or you're reaping the benefits of yeah. doing the work. Yeah. It's really like I like to simplify things as much as I can for people, and it's just like choose one. Like, oh, I'm gonna kind of like, no, choose one. You're gonna go left or you're gonna go right. Which one are you gonna go? Like, people want to kind of dabble and go in between. That just doesn't work. I mean, you heard right, it didn't work in DC. Yeah. You had to go completely all in to reap the benefits. Sorry, yeah, exactly. Yeah. End of story. Okay. <laughs> cool. We want to do some uh, Spitfire questions? Sure. Let's roll. Yeah. Let's All right. Okay. Let's do it. We'll go with you first, Seth, and then we'll let Jeremy answer them afterwards, okay? Okay. So we have some order amongst the chaos here. Uh, what are you best at? Uh, I know. I feel like I'm pretty good at problem solving. Okay. Problem solving. I have to do it in my, my main job. I do cybersecurity, so we often have to solve problems in order to fix them. So I feel like that's just something that I've grown into and then and your strengths. It, it transitioned into fitness and, you know, if somebody can't do a movement or if they need to scale it, like looking at the movement and be like, okay, it's a pushing, pulling, whatever, and then trying to find some sort of a modification that they can mm -hmm. do. Cool. So, what am I best at? Yes. Uh, let's say in the world of health and fitness, I think I'm best at just creating an experience for people. Obviously, put a lot of time and energy into that. Yeah. yeah I agree. What do you struggle with, or what do you suck at? Uh, I am highly introverted. Okay. So you're on this podcast, so I would say that's you know you're you're working through some of that. I, I'm definitely working through yeah. it. But uh, there's millions of people listening. Don't yeah. be nervous. <laughs> no, I wish there was millions of people listening. Um, yeah, so I'm 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 very very introverted. So doing stuff that requires me to use up a lot of energy, um, like loud and brash and excited and bring a bunch of excitement really like wears me down and then trying to recover from that I'm, I'm not very good at that I, I have to like sideline myself and go home and sit in a dark room for 15 20 minutes just to kind of like build my energy back up yep um so just kind of trying to figure out how to like uh like re-energize on the fly like i'm, I'm still working on that two things i want to say for to that one um is i'm naturally like that too believe it or not and I don't like, I feel like going back and energizing like that's probably a good thing. You know what I mean? Like not necessarily, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's like a bad thing. I think like, yeah, you can re-energize on the fly, but some people are just naturally introverted and like, yeah, I need to sometimes like, you know, it's like no talk Sunday sometimes. Like you're not allowed to talk to me. Like, you know what I mean? I just need time in a corner alone by myself and that's totally okay. The second thing I want to say is, do you feel like the working out and the lifting weights and the CrossFit has helped you gain, let's use the word again, confidence to start doing some of these things like coach. Because you got to be loud coaching a CrossFit class, man. And you got to yeah. bring some energy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's funny. I, every time a member at the gym finds out that I'm introverted, yep. they're all shocked. They're like, I, I wouldn't picture this from you because you're so loud. You bring so much energy. Even, even when I'm not coaching, they're like, you dance in class when you're like walking up to a barbell and you're screaming across the gym for somebody to hit that lift. Like... You're not an introvert. And I'm like, oh, no, I am. I, I go home and sit in a dark room for 20 minutes as yeah. soon as I get home because I'm so worn out. Right. But, yeah, so it, coaching has definitely helped me to kind of step outside of it and get a little bit better at 
you know, just bringing, bringing yeah. that part of myself out. Conquer that part of you, you know, yeah. it's bottom line. That's been one of my favorite things about just having the gym and, and seeing you develop and um, just kind of come up. Mm-hmm. It's like there, had, there has been two stages. Like one was you kind of finding yourself as a, just a, a fit guy you know what I mean and then kind of embracing that and then it's another it's a whole other level to become a coach to start teaching that stuff mm-hmm. to have that level of confidence that's been pretty cool to see yeah Leven, leveling up absolutely I love it uh, what do you struggle with what do I back, yeah, uh, suck at I suck at any class on time ask any of my coaches I am I love when I'm coaching I coach a couple times a week you know yeah. what I mean at, at most and when I'm in there like I love to bring it and I want to do, you know, the funnest warm-ups and, like, get in. And I just get really excited, and I just always lose track. I'm, like, three minutes late, but I'm, I'm working on it. I'm always getting beat there up. You go. Yeah, you got to kind of stay on time. You probably <laughs> yeah. expect that from your coaches, too. I know, right? I do, I do. It's my biggest weakness. <laughs> That's funny. Um, last one, and then we'll get into some fun ones. What is the number one thing the public should do to maintain their health and fitness? And I'm going to segue this into this other question that I always forget to ask. But first things first. If you could only pick one thing, somebody's just starting out and they want to start working out or, or whatever, somebody want to maintain, however you want to you know, choose your own adventure, uh, pick one thing. You're only going to say one thing. Uh, something that you alluded to earlier, which is find something that you enjoy and do it consistently. I like it. I would say just join a, find a community, other people that are heading in the same direction yeah. as you. And they'll, uh, when you're not always in your A game, They'll make sure that you don't completely fall yeah. off the uh, fall off the tracks. Build you up. So what I ask everybody, and I totally forgot. I think I told you guys about this, but like, what's your definition of health, right? And so I always ask everybody this. We kind of have this definition of health and healthcare setting, setting, which is like the absence of sickness. And I really truly believe that's not the you know not health in CrossFit. They do a really good job of the health and fitness continuum, right? And so if you look at a healthy person or you want to describe it, how would you do that? How would you define it? Uh, I'm a big fan of physical and mental health. So not only doing something physical every day, whether it's walking or running or CrossFit or doesn't matter, doing anything physical at least one time per day, and then um, finding something that makes you happy, even if it's not that. Right. So if, if you gain happiness from sitting at home with your dog, awesome. Right. But find something physically and mentally that makes you happy, and then do that every day, and then strive to do a little bit more every day. It's so simple, but kind of genius. Sounds, Literally just to do something, simple. Yeah, do something that makes you physically happy and mentally happy and do it every day and try to continue to level up slowly but surely. Yeah. Okay, we just found out the formula to yeah. living a happy yeah, life. Yeah, Done. Yeah, Mic drop. I'm never doing a podcast again. Oh, no. It's over. No, no, no. I got to follow that. I know. That was a good one. I'm not going to lie. That was, that was fire. Um, no, I, I completely agree. It's uh. It's something that we talk about a lot. Like the physical is really just kind of a, it's a gateway to something else. But ultimately, I think health is happiness. And, you know, physical fitness and good nutrition choices, like those tie into that. But I think, honestly, not to sound too kooky, but like you can tell if someone's healthy in their eyes and in their smile. Yeah. More than their biceps or their abs or whatever. Body language. Um, yeah. 100%. I think that's. I think those could tie into that. If abs give make you feel great about yourself because you put in the work and because you love the way you look, it'll reflect itself in your body language, right? And in your smile and et cetera. Um, so I, I agree to circle back. I think it's just do what makes you happy. Um, but the formula seems to be for humans, physical activity mm-hmm. and eating more or less, making good choices. Um, there's a pretty strong correlation between that, between health and happiness there. Yeah, that's an understatement. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right, I'll start with you now with okay. the fun ones, all right? Um, what is your walkout song? My wa- Oh, um, easy one. ACDC, um, Shoot Me All Night Long. Like it. Best song ever. <laughs> nice. So, uh, I the Tiger. Yeah, I've had like a bunch of different like walkout songs in my brain and I just watched the movie. Have you watched it yet? Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah. I mean such a good movie. I haven't seen it yet, but it's amazing. Just some classic songs. It does, you know what I mean? And just like when you like they do a good job of really creating that story around uh like the Yep, there you go. <laughs> and uh, just when he goes out and sings it with such passion, like those are all my walkout songs now, I swear. Oh, all of them, every single one. Um, favorite cartoon? 
oh man. It could be past, present. Lately, we've been getting some Flintstones going on. That's uh, cool. Probably a family guy. I'd say family guy. Family guy? That's good. Uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars. Another good one. Like it? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I didn't even know that was a cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Now you know. You learned something today. Uh, What's the last TV show you watched? Game of Thrones last night. Yes. Crazy. This is the day after the finale. Spoiler alert. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. I'll lose, <laughs> I'll lose my one listener. What do you say? Last episode or last TV show? Last TV show. Um, and the last episode I watched was Game of Thrones. Two, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the finale was last night. Yeah. 95% hard, of the time. Yeah. That's 80 hours of your life worth committing to. While you're recovering from your workout, Yeah. watch a little uh, Game of Thrones. Only if you're allowed. You, le- yeah. you have to at least deadlift. Uh, Half your body weight to that's watch right. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm just right. going to throw that out there. It's a rule. I just made it a rule. <laughs> last book you read? Uh, last book I read. Which last one I read? Uh, it's a book called Man Up by Bedros Kulian. Heard of it? Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that book. Yeah. Any good? Uh, it is. I have some people it's... that like him, some people that, you know, not so much. It's kind of funny. I'm actually not a fan of his. Yeah. Um, so I, I started the book hesitantly, but uh, it was good. It's good. It was good. I, yeah. Very I like cool. It. Um, the last one that I read all the way through, I've like picked and choose different parts of uh, a bunch of different ones lately, but the last one I read all the way through was Chasing Excellence by Ben Bergeron. That's like, we've had three people. Yeah, I still have not read that, so got to put it, now I officially have to put it on. It was, it was really good. Okay, last one, how do people find out more about you guys? Where would they go? Website, um, Instagram? Yeah. Keep, some people give their phone number. <laughs> yeah, text me. <laughs> yeah, text me at 555, yeah, no. Um, Mine's uh, pretty easy, just jeremy.feldman on Instagram. Shoot me a message. I've got a bunch of people that shoot me random videos of them doing stuff, asking for, you know, corrections or tips or whatever. Yeah, so of course. Shoot them on over. I'm happy to help if, uh, if I can. That's awesome. What um, about uh, you? I'm at underscore fun time on Instagram. And also, you have another one. You have and, another uh, Instagram. Yeah, I'm also starting up another one. I'm working on a, I started up a blog. So it's at underscore fit nerd. Okay. So I'm, uh, I'm kind of posting to both of those right now. I'm nice. Trying to trying to get them both up and Deadlifts running. Deadlifts and Clone Wars. Yeah, I comics mean, and, and working out. Comics and fitness. And you yeah. have a... Uh, what, There's more and more. What's your most recent idea with that? What are you going to start doing? Yeah, so somebody, somebody gave me the idea on Instagram the other day to do superhero workouts. So instead of like hero wads, create superhero wads. Sure. What and would then, Thor do? Let's yeah, just throw a hammer after, around. Name him after the Avengers. Uh, so I'm like, that's, that's my new... That's I would not want to do a Hulk workout. Yeah. Keep an so, eye out for So look for those to come out. Sure. I'll come join you for a workout, superhero workout all day. Heck yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Thank seriously. You Thank you for having us on. Yeah, it's awesome. good. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Healthy Charleston Podcast. Don't forget your body is resilient, strong, and adaptable. The way to better health care and a healthier you is education and empowerment. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes, maybe even leave some comments. If you want to find out more about us and our health and human performance clinic, check out madetomovept.com. That's made, the number two, movept.com. Thanks so much. What's up, everybody? Eve here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Charleston Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. And please leave us any comments. We're always looking to improve or recommend a guest. Yes, we take recommendations. Also, if you want to learn a little bit more about us and our health and human performance clinic, where we do physical therapy and performance training, please go check out madetomovept.com. Again, that's made, the number two, movept.com. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.